Hello, lovers. I'm your host, Briz Taylor, and I'd like to welcome you all to my podcast, Seeking Sovereignty, a show where I chalk it up with folks about their journeys and practices of being spiritually sovereign. If it's one thing I know, it's that I know nothing at all. Join me as I leave no stone unturned, uncovering all the darkness that brings us to the light and my journey to finding my soul family. I hope you enjoy Seeking Sovereignty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Seeking Sovereignty. My name is Briz Taylor, and I'll be your host today. Please welcome Caitlin Revena to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> she is a cosmic alchemist working with hair, fragrance, and natural beauty. So I want to first begin with talking about how you incorporate so much of spirituality into everything that you do, and I think that that's so badass. And I actually met you through a friend and she told me like, you guys need to talk or whatever. And then you told me what you did. And I was like, that's beautiful. (laughs) And then we started following each other. And that's how I have you here sitting with me now. So I'm so happy to have you. Such a good connection. I know. I know. Like instantly it was kind of, you know, weird. We were at a wedding of a friend and you were working for the wedding of my best friend. Oh yeah. Random. Random. And it was out of town. Like, it's just so random that we would meet at that wedding. But I love that we did. And I think that it's beautiful. Yeah, and I knew I was going to make you a perfume then. I know. how it comes around. I know. She just made me a perfume today, y'all. And it's incredible. I'm obsessed with patchouli. And I smell like a patchouli goddess right now. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, You work with an all-organic hair care line at the only all-organic spa here in town called urban oasis tell me how you got started and when you started incorporating reiki into your hair okay i started doing hair over a decade ago and i started using organic hair care probably six or seven years ago when i found natalique i started to realize as i was kind of getting into my spirituality that i was using horrible chemicals on people's brains and their very sensitive spiritual antennas like our hair and so I kind of wanted to not only protect myself and being around fumes and but Mm. also my client's hair and so I I realized even before I was like got attuned for Reiki that I was doing Reiki on my clients and they would rant and rave about how great the massage at the at the shampoo yes. bowl was like, it's oh, my yeah. favorite part of getting my hair. I think everybody's favorite part no of getting doubt. their hair done it's like the best, the best luxury yes and so I would really spend like 15 minutes on like making sure they had a good mm. scalp mas- massage and have all their treatments on and then I started to <laughs> I had this like intuitive technique on how I would massage the scalp and I would kind of start to, after I started doing Reiki, I'm like, okay, there's certain points in the head that I just intuitively kind of connected that were each chakra mm. going down like the base of the, from the forehead to the base of their scalp. Right. And then I would kind of like set the intention, okay, we're, we're clearing out whatever is blocking and I could kind of sense which chakra mm-hmm. had a blockage just by touching that certain spot on the scalp. And then so I would, then at the end of 
kind of the clearing, I would say, okay, well, now whatever their dreams are and whatever their intentions are, until I see them again, I hope everything comes true and everything is good. And Right. Yeah, I think, I think not only the, the technique, but just the intention that somebody's focused on you not only feels good, but internally feels good, too. Mm. And do you, like, did you start to actually, like, talk with your clients about it? Like, openly? Like, this is what we're going to work on today? Like, yeah, kind of like a consultation almost? Like, <laughs> like a spiritual consultation prior to the shampooing? Like, what are we doing today? <laughs> What's up with you, Queen? Um, or did you just kind of do it naturally? And then... Just kind of did it naturally. Yeah. I would do yeah. it naturally, and now I'm definitely more intentional about it. So if they're, mm. if they sit down and they're having a... A shitty day then we go to the shampoo bowl and I say okay so tell me something good what are, what's the idea what's what are the dreams coming up what what um what are you working towards how's your love life and mm-hmm. then try to focus on something something positive and and end it with okay now we're letting go and do the rinse and mm. let it all go down the drain and then we can start fresh everything all the all the yuck is off and Yes. <laughs> I'm like, can I just come and get a shampoo? Yes. Is that a thing? Absolutely. Ah! <laughs> I just want a scalp massage every once in a while. Absolutely. Like, literally. That sounds like a dream. Heaven. So tell me about the 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 point in your in in your hair care or doing hair that you kind of switched over to going all organic and what like led you down that road of um, I know you said um definitely putting it into their brain is a big thing like these are huge pores that we have on top of our head and we're literally just letting things seep into them so it's important what we put on our body and in our head but tell me kind of those moments that led you up to that I started suffering from like chronic pain Mm. and I was like the easiest way that I could move my body with chronic pain was with yoga Right. So I started to do a lot of yoga, and then that kind of enlightens things. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> one thing kind of led to another, and I'm like, oh, I stopped using chemicals for cleaning. I stopped mm-hmm. using harsh chemicals in my makeup. So now I need to kind of stop using harsh chemicals on my 9-to-5 job. Right, <laughs> your clients. Right. <laughs> which, is, which is horrible. So I would start doing research about, like, how people like Cleopatra how was her hair treatments and how did they Mm. use to color hair prior to all these chemicals that ended up becoming mainstream and and like uh, old Hollywood how they would put Clorox to bleach hair (laughs) that's how Marilyn Monroe got blonde Clorox really yeah so so I'm like okay (laughs) let's do some research and on like page nine I found Natalie as one of the organic brands and there was a couple of other ones but Natalie was the one that was kind of had their shit straight and right. the professional results kind of stood up to Redken which I was certified using prior to that and so, so yeah I stuck with them and stand true to who they are and what they believe in and I won't use anything else so I I switched over to Urban Oasis mm. uh, after a big Redken salon that was in town, and 
then I found Brie, who who owns Urban Oasis, and she was using Eminence, which is an all-natural skincare line. Okay. Um, but she has, like, crystals everywhere, and she was mm. on to chakras, and so I'm like, oh. It's another thing that I kind of got away from from when I was a child that I was like, oh, I was kind of into rocks. Right. I like crystals. I like astrology and zodiac signs. I've always been into that. Why don't I kind of explore that a little bit more? And I have the freedom of a professional mentor, kind of, to support me in it. So let's just keep it rolling. So then I started doing a lot of studying at that point. Mm-hmm. Yoga. And then the research begins. <laughs> <laughs> and the yoga got stronger and yeah. So so then I was at Urban Oasis mm-hmm. doing Natalie. Mm. I love that. And incorporating all of those things into what you do now. You create fragrance designed for each individual's astrological signs and chakras and create intention fragrance oils and candles. When and how did that begin? Because this is so badass. To get a personalized perfume is already badass in itself, obviously, but specifically for, you know, different chakras or our astrological signs. Uh, So how did that all start? Where did you even, like, learn that that could be a thing? (laughs) A lot of research. Um, So I, I started creating, like, essential oil rollers for my clients who would come to me for pain or they're going through cancer, chemotherapy. And then I kind of started having having a lot of clients. You have a lot of ailments that kind of come with it. And so mm-hmm. I would, I just want to help. So yes, <laughs> I go home and do a bunch of research on like, what can, what kind of, what can I naturally do to help them mm. be at ease? And so... I kind of got into essential oils, and so I was starting to make some remedies for them and just kind of be like, hey, hey it's part of your service, whatever, it's no big deal. Mm. But originally, I started doing perfumes with my aunt when I was like seven. She would, she had this little kit that she would every summer kind of bust out and be like, oh, whatever essential oils you want to put, here's some witch hazel that you can, mm. you can do like a little body spray and... So I was always putting lavender and rosemary so I can mm. smell like her garden. And <laughs> oh, I love that. So fast forward to when I was probably 22 or something. I was working in another salon. It was a little bit more, a little bougie. Mm-hmm. But they had just started and I was kind of able to kind of recruit all my girlfriends for, that were kind of scattered around town and ended up having all my best girlfriends in the same building and we're all doing services together it was so nice and I kind of hit this cap where I was I was busy like 12 hour days and I'm like it's killing my body even though I'm organic it's still long days right I want to like tone it down a little bit and I so I need to go take a break go back to school try to figure out how to broaden my services so that my clients can have a better experience right so I stepped away and I traveled for like five years ah, okay <laughs> um, and then so I traveled around I thought about doing yeah. massage but I was already doing Reiki so I was like okay I can 
I can touch people and work with people's energies. I'm mm-hmm. a cosmetologist, so I can still touch their scalps, touch their hands, touch their feet. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to go be a massage therapist. So then I, um, I ended up in Bali. Yes. <laughs> ended up in Bali because I wanted to spend Valentine's Day alone in Bali. For some reason, I told my my Reiki master, I'm like, that just sounds fun. Right. <laughs> right. Be there alone. I don't want nobody there. Just to kind of like totally romance myself. Mm-hmm. And so, so we did. <laughs> <laughs> so there I am in Bali, finally by myself, <sighs> and. Yeah, finally found some peace and quiet mm. f- around organic food and very much sober. <laughs> right. I went through a big purge right when I got there, a little food poisoning from Thailand. Um, oh. <laughs> Probably guided in some weird way some to weird be way. that way. I was very cleansed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very clean. <laughs> very clean. <laughs> so Bali, um, the first couple of days in Bali, I just kind of hung out in my little hostel and just took care of myself and then I met this French guy and we ended up becoming really good friends and kind of by the end of it I'm like why why did we connect so well what is it with the French guy Mm. and then finally it clicked I'm like oh my god I can make my perfumes I can turn those rollers into like actual perfumes right and it's a billion dollar market Mm. And and it's what I love to do. And it's been this like thing that's been in my back pocket since I was a kid. Right from back with your aunt. From back with my aunt, I went on an eclipse trip with my family and kind of perfected my rollers before they were perfumes. And mm. talked to each person about their zodiac sign and how I can perfect their little. It's called an accord now. Come to find out, they're the kind of the base of the perfume. And. Yeah, it's it, like I, I totally set it up for myself. I just had to figure out how to make it sound professional. Right. <laughs> and connect the dots a little bit. Connect the dots a little bit. And so I found a a course also on page seven of Google. Mm-hmm. It's always where your key you're on the next one. On the next one. <laughs> that's not it, that's not it. Oh, okay. So this guy, he's in Italy and he does uh, natural perfumery based with first aid. How badass! Badass! This is exactly what I was looking for. Something that like has an intention of healing, but mm. also is a perfume, also done with all natural. And so I hopped over to Germany. I studied for about a month. It was, <laughs> I was, I was running through the forest and smelling the moss and like oh. just kind of like taking all of the sense in of like the natural wonders of the world mm. and yeah then went to Italy for a couple of weeks and then my mind was really blown about natural perfumery and all the ingredients that go into making a perfume right okay so where was this class that you took this was in Riccione Italy it's okay on the, it's on the west coast of Italy we were at an organic farm I love this. <laughs> it's like a little homestay. So, the, so the, <laughs> so 
that they kind of grew all their food and they had the little um oh. yeah so we had breakfast every morning I had, was with a group of maybe seven different people from all over the world and maybe seven to ten people yeah and this guru who I like to call him taught us about the basis of running a natural perfumery and Italy was always one of those places where I'm like okay I I really want to go to like this little tiny town in Italy and like get the true experience of what it's like to be in Italy right right the fucking language how am I going to get myself there like it was I thought it was a dream that would never come true and then then I found myself (laughs) in the countryside in the countryside in Italy with a bunch of people that have something in common with me and you don't really need with the Italians you don't really need to speak Italian but they speak really well body language right (laughs) I'm sure they do body Uh. language that's all you really need there Oh my god. So, did the guru speak English? He did, yeah. Okay. He, he's French, lived in Italy. I believe he's Muslim. So, mm. yeah, he was a fabulous guy. Oh, that's so cool. So, were there other like bilingual people in the class, or was everybody just English speaking? Cause it, it was cool. taught in English, so okay. everybody was speaking English, but there were some friends from Germany, some people from South Africa. A couple oh. pe- people from the States. One girl who was originally from uh, Russia. Oh, so cool. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple more, but all different walks of life. Mm. And you did that for how long? How, how long was that class? I was there for two weeks. Okay, okay. And I was able to do the other two weeks when I was living in Hamburg, Germany. So Hamburg, Germany? Hamburg, yeah. Okay. So the, by the same guru? By the same guru, yeah. Just in Germany this time. Mm-hmm. I was... Okay. Instead of being in California, kind of doing the prep work, I was in Germany doing the prep work and kind of just focusing on astrology and right. running out to the forest and <laughs> twiddling my thumbs saying, when can I get to Italy? When can I get to Italy? And you actually did. Yeah. How wild. And I hopped over. You're all, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Did that. Jeez Louise, what a cool story. Okay, so tell me about your experiences from going abroad and how that, I feel like, had to have shaped who and what you do. You know, now we're not shaped, but influenced. Yeah, in I, always, I always had an intention traveling as well to broaden and kind of bring the best experience for my clients mm. so we'd, I don't know if this is a good excuse but I would always book a spa everywhere I'd go <gasps> <laughs> a dream so I would um, and it, uh, I went to Ireland first when I first started traveling and I ended up getting acupuncture by this Chinese guy <laughs> what? I'm just so random ah, I love this okay yeah tell me all but of these stories please he, I, so he turned me around during the during the treatment, <laughs> and he was like, "We're gonna do some cupping now." And all of a sudden, he strikes this fucking fire stick that <laughs> <laughs> is gonna burn my hair on fire. But that's just the way to like ignite the cupping and do the cupping. So did that? He struck you with it? Oh, no, he didn't strike me with it. <laughs> but he struck so he's, you can strike a like a big ass match 
is what it is. You strike a big ass match to kind of create the suction from the from the oh, cup. Oh, right. So you can do like the cupping services, and that that's the old Chinese way, apparently. Wow. That was that was the first like holy shit. I'm not in Cali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not the states. <laughs> Fuck. And was it? I'm sure like so inexpensive as well. Just like a. I mean, foreign spas. I mean, are they? That's the other thing. Like, what? When you travel, what's money? I. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. I need to just. Wow, mind blown. <laughs> I'm just gonna adopt that. Yeah. Yeah. But, so traveling like really gets me in the flow. So money's just an exchange of energy. Yeah, it's, whatever you get, you get. Right. Give whatever you want. But what is money on vacation? Because we don't think about it. <laughs> no. <It's> like, <laughs> um, so, so that was the first, like, wow moment. Um, I was in Budapest and mm. went to a spot in Budapest and had a, a massage with somebody I was friends with that I was there with. But... <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple's massage, but it was by two men. Oh. <laughs> so the <laughs> And that was the first time that it was like, oh, you want you want me to give you a happy ending on my massage. That was a strange spa experience. But um He wanted you to give him a happy ending? Yeah. Wild. Bro, that is the two men are obviously there to do that to him. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> um. So then, then Thailand was also a really good experience. So I went and got my hair done in Thailand, and that was fun. They had like a a, a big massage chair when you would get your hair shampooed, and big steam around your face, mm. and you get a steam treatment. Mm. And had my lady boy of a stylist cut my hair and three other or two other girls all blow drying my hair all at the same time what? <laughs> so that was fun and then bali bali oh, that was like i'm gonna hit it hard now i'm gonna go to all the spas the spas in bali are phenomenal i was are so they? spoiled everything <sighs> and everything's like truly natural there right so they're like actually putting flowers in your foot spa and they're like right the the oils that you're put, they're putting on you is like with actual essential oils or actual fragrant oils from the flowers that they've been you pressing and and stuff like that and so and like the the green tea that they would serve you and yeah so I, I did a lot of spa time in Bali. Uh. <laughs> the Balinese treatments are really nice. Like the even the way that they um, do their presentation is really nice. Mm. So that. Kind is it touristy things. where you went? Um, Ubud? I kind of was all over the place. Ubud isn't... Mm, there's a lot of tourists there, of course. Mm-hmm. But they still keep it very authentic. Right. Then there's like other <laughs> other places. like. So me and my friend went up north to, to Lavina, where the name just sounded nice i'm like oh there's a place called lavina in bali let's yes, go yes <laughs> was it not uh, like it was not nice <laughs> not as touristy so they didn't really um make it as 
bougie, like the the <sighs> hotel resorts weren't as fancy snancy and I thought we still had a good time. Right. It was quiet. Ugh. But we, we stuck out like a sore thumb because we would we were driving on our bike and people were still trying to like pull us over to to give them money or to Wow. <laughs> I have heard that about I mean, over there, it does get a little different, huh? Yeah, you're you're clearly a tourist, I should say. Right. <laughs> well, you're stunning. Of course, you probably do oh. stick out like a sore thumb in Bali. They're like, wow, shiny, you know. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about your family and growing up in a household that flourished uh, your spirituality. Because I think that so many of us probably didn't have that we grew up in a religious household of some sort whether that be like spiritual or not it's it's mostly religious you know and Mm -hmm. for you it was like you already grew up in that kind of spiritual household so tell me about that and how you feel like that really shaped you and who you are today okay i i was baptized catholic oh okay so there's that little tidbit um, like as a baby. As a baby. Okay. So I was baptized. And just like had throw some holy water. I had, had some holy water <laughs> with whatever that means. I still ask my aunt. I'm like, how come I'm not like, how come they don't do that ceremony in a river or something? Right. Is that holy water? So, but my dad, he always was very open and very like, no, that's not really my thing. Mm. I kind of have my own thing. And then so I started and I I mean, I went to church maybe twice, but I would explore other churches growing up with my friends. And But always, I always had the freedom of just kind of creating religion, whatever I wanted it to be. Heaven mm. was always like, heaven's your own bliss. Like, it is, I think everybody has their own heaven. And yes. like, it is different for everyone. And it is whatever you want it to be. And so we would... I would talk to my parents about it, and they would um, kind of just let me be creative and be a kid and let my imagination run wild. And But there would be certain mm. points where my dad would, like, walk me through meditations so I mm-hmm. would fall asleep. So there was, like, these little hidden spirituality moments where I wasn't... I just had freedom, and, like, that was just my dad's way of parenting. Well, you told me once that he taught you about astral travel (laughs) when you were really young. Yes, so he... (laughs) My dad takes a lot of naps, but he's he's not... He's, like, meditating. He's like, I'm not napping. I'm astral traveling. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm awake. I'm like, Dad, no, you're sleeping. No, I'm awake. Your dad is my spirit animal. (laughs) He's a Libra. (laughs) So he'd be like, I can, I can control my dreams. I can fly wherever I want to go, and I can, Mm. I can go, and I have freedom to kind of go wherever I want to go. I could be across the, I can be floating with the birds across to Europe, and or I can just fly down the street. Right. Whatever. Wherever you want to go. Yeah. But then I kind of find out on my own that, oh, that's astral traveling. Okay. Mm. Mm. There's some hidden hidden things there that you chose to t- tell your kids. Mm-hmm. 
I think about it often. I think about how different our world would be if we were taught how to handle our emotions better. If we were taught about things like calming down your mind to change everything around you, literally. Like, there's just a lot of little things that I really think, like, holy shit, what if everybody was raised that way? Mm -hmm. Obviously, that would never happen, but cultures are very all of the things that we need. We need differences, but it would be so different to be raised in a household where you could genuinely ask questions about religion. That's so, I mean, even you saying that, do you know that most children are not allowed to have anything but reverence towards whatever God their parent chooses to follow, Mm -hmm. which sucks. Yeah, no, my mind can't comprehend that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine, like, that being shunned? No, uh, I couldn't imagine. mm. I would, I definitely wouldn't be who I am, but I couldn't imagine... Yeah, just, like, having, feeling freedom and to, like, explore my mind and explore my creative endeavors and just kind of pull shit out of nowhere and, like, really listen to my intuition, too. I think that was another big thing. Like, just following whatever my heart wanted to do and ask a bunch of questions. Yes. Why? Why? Oh, my God, I was that annoying kid. Always asking why. Ugh. Tell me about a time that you felt the most spiritually sovereign or spiritually free. Okay. I had to think about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the most. I, because, and it's funny, because as soon as I started really thinking about it, all these synchronicities started happening and all these like weird like spirit, 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 spirit. I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know it happens all the time. But the most, I think, had to have been the first time I was in Bali. And, like, truly away from everything. And just Mm. completely alone and just a bunch of foreign everything. Mm -hmm. And just having to rely on me and my thoughts and having healthy food, I think, is also really important. And Mm -hmm. being spiritually healthy and yeah like having those moments of such clarity and having spirituality just completely surrounded you on an island <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and so like I think it Bali's so so powerful and and I just felt completely supported and loved and not only love from the people that were surrounding me physically but also spiritually like all the spirit guides were always hanging out with me. And Tell me about some transformative experiences you had in Bali, because I hear about Bali and this happening to a lot of people. So especially that first time around, I know that that was probably the most moving for you. Yeah, there was a lot of meditation. There was mm-hmm. a lot of sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> just, just a lot of like... Being present. Being present. There's no other way around being present there I think so I was two doors down from one of the biggest yoga studios in Bali and they had classes going on day and night and there was like this they took over this whole piece of the jungle 
and turn it into the yoga wine. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think words can describe it. You know, yeah. it's just you're walking into this bamboo jungle. Jungle. Everything's made out of bamboo and super clean and meditation room, yoga room, colonoscopy room. Oh, well. <laughs> I want it all. Listen, we can't half-ass Bali. <laughs> no. <sighs> Full-ass Bali. <laughs> I want to. I know. I want to go. I want to go. Um, we're, I'm gonna go. There's an ecstatic dance. My first ecstatic dance was I in Bali. Done it. I so fun. Is it? Uh, I'll get there too. <laughs> <laughs> so did a really heavy community meditation there, where mm. it was a lot of deep diving into pain and just kind of like letting it go, and it was like a lot of generational things that I kind of feel as a Pisces the visions that I have I know sometimes aren't mine and so but they're there residing in me so I need to just like let them go let let them free and have the space of and the support from other people and the guidance from a master and to just like release it and Mm -hmm. scream about it and cry about it Mm -hmm. and punch it out and like so that was that was obviously a life-changing moment. Right. But kind of after that release, it was nothing but fun. It was like, then the ecstatic dance happened. Then traveling to Lavina. Then went down to a different part of the island that's com- completely off the grid. And staying at a homestay. And going to a Michelin star. And uh, hanging out with the chef. And... Uh, <laughs> and... Going to this infinity pool, and so the the magic, mm-hmm. the magic is in those moments of pain and release. But the fun stuff happens. The happiness happens. That's the balance of Bali. The the lows are low, but the highs are so high. You can have an even balance, but what's the fun of that? Right. <laughs> we gotta have the ebb and flow. You know. We should probably be wrapping this up. I want to thank you so much for coming today <laughs> and talking with me about all of the things. You can find Caitlin at cosmic.caitlin on Instagram and her website is purecosmic.com. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It was so fun to chat and let it flow. And hope you'll come back to join me again <laughs> for another episode. I'll be here. Thank you. If you liked today's episode, please feel free to give us a follow and share with your loved ones. You can find out more about us and future episodes on Facebook and Instagram at Seeking Sovereignty Podcast. I'd like to end today's episode with my own little prayer for all of my fellow seekers. Feel free to say it in your head with me. I pray that the path I walk on leads me to discovering the people and places that explore my divinity and my sacred relationship with Source. I claim my power and spiritual energy as the things that are meant for me will come naturally. I embody love and evolution on my journey to being spiritually free. As above, so below, I remain in constant flow. All my love, everyone. Until next time.